What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Bell, the Matrix has you. Again. <laughs> let me let me ask you this have you ever felt like life is a simulation that is really a simulation within a simulation that when you find that you break free of that simulation you have to get back in that simulation but then you don't want to get back in the simulation but then they're going to make a simulation about the simulation whether or not you want to get back in the simulation and so you just decide you know what let me do it and just make as many meta jokes as possible so that the internet will get off my back about it no nah, man i just take a handful of these blue pills every morning i feel great Welcome to panel to screen. I'm Bo. And I'm Neo. Oh, oh, but then I'm Morpheus. <laughs> Strange Morpheus. Means. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Morpheus. You know what? Actually, spoilers. We should just Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most unnecessary. But like, I was about to actually make a joke, but then it's going to spoil the movie. So, you know what? Let me let's just get this out of the way. Yeah. Uh, most unnecessary show on the Internet. That's right. It's me and Bell. We're talking about uh, the movies and the comic books and the whatnot. We're talking about The Matrix, ladies and gentlemen, Matrix Resurrections. And this is our spoilerific review. We will be spoiling this movie and we do not apologize for that fact. OK, we, we saw the movie. OK, and so we can talk about it because we saw it. Yeah. Whether or not you want to hear this review and all of its spoiler goodness, that is up to you. And, and, and how you choose to process that is, is completely up to you as well. So, so I'm just saying you chose as if a podcast and as if, as if a spoiler podcast and a non-spoiler podcast was presented before you, you chose this one as the spoiler podcast. That was you. You did that. Okay. Listener you. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh, I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. Hi. That's you already made the choice. That's right. This podcast is here to help you understand the choice. Oh, that's right. That's, that's what we're about. All right. Spoilers. I'm Bo. <laughs> He's Bell. I'm Bell. This is our Matrix res- Resurrections. 
Revelation. This is our revelations about the Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> this is our we're this is a reloaded podcast where we oh. revelate about the resurrection of the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. You know, I've I've spent some time uh thinking about this movie. And I'm really excited to talk to you about it because I, I, my, my feelings on it have like fluctuated so much over the course of the last few weeks here. It's, it's kind of crazy. But I think the one thing that is universally true about this movie is that releasing the same day as Spider-Man No Way Home was a terrible idea. Yeah. Like a terrible yeah. idea. Like it doesn't matter. Like you, you thought it was good. You thought it was bad. Doesn't matter. It was a terrible idea to release this movie the exact same week as Spider-Man No Way Home. One of the largest movies in the history of movies. Like, like terrible, terrible. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. When, I, were they trying to bury this film? That's what I want. That's what I want to know. Probably. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It does though. Right. Yeah, like okay. First off, I, w- I want to know your initial impressions. What what did you think about it? How did you like it? Did you like it? Uh, you know, uh, this all right. This is interesting because like typically, all right, you and me like to come to these reviews fresh. We we try to do that, but lately I feel like we've been kind of texting each other, kind of be like, ah, it's so good, or like I don't know. This one, we never texted each other. We we have like I have no idea what your thoughts are in this movie, and you have no idea what my thoughts are in this movie. Yeah, like, and and I I wanted to watch it again. I just never really had an opportunity to watch it the second time before doing the podcast, which is unfortunate. Because it's on like, HBO Max, like it's so easy to do. Yeah, I know, but but uh, the, when I first watched it, Christy fell asleep and she wanted to watch it again, and so I didn't want to like watch it again and then have to watch it again again with 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 her. So I was trying to like you know get some time to watch it, and we just haven't had a really good opportunity to sit down and watch a movie. So. All right. Fair enough. I was in New Orleans when I saw this movie. Uh, I think it was Christmas. It was Boxing Day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah so my wife and I were in New Orleans. We had a, a, a lovely time. Uh, great food. Uh, good music, of course. And uh, yeah, just, just good times. I had while I stopped by one of the local movie theaters around the French Quarter area. It's kind of a mo- like a like a mall style movie theater. So we're talking like small screen, you know, um, bigger than your home TV, smaller than your average theater. But, you know, I mean, like I was just going because I wanted to see what this movie was about. Why don't we do this? I kind of want to keep my, my cards a little close to the chest here, Bell. I, 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 I kind of want I want to do that. I want to ask you this first. The Matrix. Circa 1999. When was, when was that? I believe it was 99. I, it was it was in the 90s. That is definitively true. Uh, let me let me get a exact date. Yeah. 1999. And then the. uh revolutions was 2003 that was definitely in the 2000s i mean like those like one movie defined kind of the 90s and the other definitely defined the 2000s in terms of just the way it looked and felt and yada 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 do you remember where you were the first time you saw the first matrix uh yeah i do actually where were you i was at alpine okay oh my gosh bell that was me too all right, because so, like I, 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 this is the weirdest thing to me because this, like, this movie blew my mind when I first saw it, and I was like, "Why didn't I see this in theaters?" Me too. Okay. Oh my gosh, Bell, th- we watched this movie together for the first time. I thought you had seen it before then. No, I hadn't. That was the first time I saw it. Bell. Yeah. Did and- we just become best friends again? <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad at myself that yeah. I didn't go watch this in theaters, and um, I have a. a a, a funny story involving drugs about why I haven't still haven't seen it in theaters because okay. I tried to see it in theaters again and uh, it didn't go so well. <laughs> you know, it's it the nineties, you know, we're trying to find ourselves. Anyway, the point is, so you, you saw this movie, wait, but it wasn't in theaters at the time. 
That's oh no, like it, it came like Alamo released it in in theaters. Like oh. they did they did a they did a re-release like a couple years ago, and I tried gotcha. to go see it again. And uh, uh, some things happened, and I didn't make it to the. <laughs> okay, kids, kids, don't do drugs. Okay, yeah, drug, drugs are bad. Yeah, you miss out on some really epic movie experiences. So don't don't do drugs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I missed it in theaters the first time, and then I got an opportunity to see it in theaters again, and I missed uh-huh. it in theaters a second time. Yeah. This took a weird turn. Now uh, I'm in an ambulance, and I know. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, you're gonna tell me that story when we're not recording. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we're gonna hear that at a later date, but for right now, we're gonna talk about the Matrix. Um. Okay, that's interesting, man. We saw that together as uh, as young, I think we're, we're teenagers, if I'm not mistaken. We saw it in the woods, which we all commented on after the fact was like the worst possible place to watch like a, you know, cyber urban kind of warfare against the robots. And then we're all like chilling out in the woods. So yeah, kind of a, yeah, kind of a weird, weird, weird space to watch it. Um, I was I was like you, man. My, my mind was blown. It was a fantastic film. Uh, the special effects were obviously groundbreaking for the time. The movie was thought provoking. We were presented with a, you know, a classic hero's journey. Uh, we also got a at that time, relatively subtle kind of like cyber modern Jesus narrative in the films. It got very less subtle in the uh, sequels. And we'll talk about that in a second. But um, but yeah, no, I, I thought uh, I thought it was a very is an interesting film. Uh, kind of blew my mind as a kid and really, really loved it. Yeah, no, uh, I completely agree. I, uh, I wanted like, it was, it, it, I love the aesthetic of like everything about it. I love, you know, the action, the story, like all the, 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 um, uh, cinematography, all that stuff was just brilliant. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to be so cool that I could wear that clothing and not be laughed at. Right. Uh, <laughs> and you tried, you tried for a hot minute, as I recall. I yeah like when I went to there was a uh, uh, my high school did a trip to Italy and I was looking for like you know like a trench coat over there that would be cool like the only one I found this one in this leather market and it was like patent leather shiny you know and I'm like I'm like I looked at it and I tried it on and I was like no this just isn't me (laughs) hey man I just I just went with the black t-shirts and stuff and so you know that was about as close as I could get (laughs) man you it's, it's it's all right man I think I think you were you were a cool kid you were looking you were looking good man back in the day I, I was I was cool enough to know when I didn't look cool. You know that, that actually there's a lot to that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's what that's like when the the mind uh, you know the, the mind unlocks and truly you have broken free from the matrix. Uh, Bell, I I, I um, I'm, I'm curious though because while our first introduction to the first movie was together, uh, the sequels I believe was very separate. So I'm curious. I don't think you and I have ever talked about this with Reloaded and Revolutions. Revelations. Revolutions. Yes, revolutions. Yes, revolutions. That sounds like revelations. Uh, the sequels. Your thoughts? Well, originally, I, I like. I don't think I liked them as much. Yeah. Um. I, I felt like they were kind of like they they went a, a direction I didn't anticipate them to go. Yeah, you leaned heavy into the Jesus thing, huh? Yeah, there was a lot of Jesus allegory there, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, I, I was kind of more into like you know, the the cyberpunk fight the machines kind of thing, right. You know, controlling the matrix, uh, things like that. And I, I, I recall distinctly about revolutions and resurrections, both of them, not liking them yeah. after my initial watch in theaters. Uh, relatively same. I think that reloaded reloaded definitely benefits from rewatches. 
like, and I, I found that in years, you know, later. And actually, I, I before watching this movie, I went and did a kind of a Matrix rewatch, and uh, you know, really, really enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I was like, you know what? No, Reloaded was actually a pretty good movie, a pretty epic sequel if you kind of consider like everything that's going on and kind of you know, the action was phenomenal. They were kind of you know leaning into a lot of the you know, more philosophical questions that they kind of laid out in the, the first Matrix film. They expanded the universe by kind of introducing you to Zion and what, you know, like it was, I remember at the time feeling like, oh, this isn't at all what I expected Zion to be. But now like with kind of the the benefit of having experienced it, it's like, okay, well, okay, well now, okay. <laughs> you know, like now I know. So let me appreciate it for what it is. And I really do, man. I think Reloaded very much benefits from, you know, subsequent watches. Revelations, revolutions, revolutions. Uh, <laughs> revolutions. Yeah, revolutions, on the other hand. Um, yeah, for, for a movie called The Matrix, I, I could have used some more Matrix in that movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so here, here's the trick, right? Like, and I, this is, I, I've done, you know, a couple rewatches of the whole trilogy, or I guess, yeah, yeah trilogy, trilogy before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, we'll call, I guess we'll say the original trilogy. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I, I think that, I think that works. I would still, I think that is the Matrix trilogy. This is something very different and uh, definitively and intentionally so. So this is like a, this would be a sequel trilogy. The implication is that it would, or a sequel movie to the trilogy. So yeah. The trilogy stands on its own. I don't think that this. It's in yes. the franchise, but it's not in the trilogy. Yeah. In the franchise, in the universe, but the trilogy is like a complete story. And this is kind of like an addendum to the trilogy or a, or a where are they now, if you will. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So like, you know, initially I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Reloaded or Revolutions uh, upon a rewatch. Like I, I've watched them multiple times since. And I think the best way to watch uh, Reloaded and Revolutions is as one film together. Uh, so, yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. So like I like I did it where I watched The Matrix one night. And then I watched Reloaded and Revolutions back to back. And the story is it flows much more cohesively. And like you you remember things that, you know, because I, I don't like the, from what I understand, the movies are supposed to be kind of like one movie. Well, they um, filmed them at the same time, Lord of the Rings style. And as I recall, they actually released them six months after each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know. I don't know if you could have edited them down to one movie, um, like a long, like a long, like a four hour movie or something think, like that. I think revolutions could definitely, it's got some fat that could be trimmed. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, but like upon every time I rewatch them, but bell, I never finished the Academy. I never finished the training program. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like every, every time I rewatch them, I, I, I grow more fond of them. Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and especially when I watched them back to back, I was like, okay, you know, I see what's going on here. Like this, I, 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 I will say that I have complete 180 and I enjoy both those movies. Now. Wow. Okay. Okay. Great. 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 I'm glad, man. I, I, I have come to appreciate revolutions as well. I don't, I wouldn't say like, like every single time I go back to rewatch it, cause I, I do watch reloaded and I'm like, no, this was actually, this was a, really good film like there's some you know like some of the cgi is unfortunate and everything else but i mean like no i mean like overall there's a lot of really creative things that are going on revolutions the time that's spent in the matrix is mostly dealing with the unfortunate situation they had with casting with of course the actress that played the oracle dying between the films and so they had to kind of like wedge in this whole extra subplot that didn't necessarily go with the rest of the movie 
And then on top of that, they spent like, like two thirds of the thing in the real world. And I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I, I want to know what's going on with the matrix. And like, even like they leave everything very open to interpretation, which is fine. However, not necessarily what I wanted. And so there's just a lot of that man. in that movie. Uh, what was the subplot for the Oracle? I thought they just kind of explained that away saying, yeah, she had to change herself because well, so the that's the thing. The Merovingian wanted the work, the eyes of the Oracle. Right. And so like he, so the whole thing was with the, uh, set, Seti, right, was that the Oracle was uh, she had to pay a price because she was trying to free this child and everything else. And don't get me wrong, Seti is a cool character, and I loved how she showed up in this movie. And we'll we'll talk about all that. In fact, we probably should start talking about this movie. All things considered. <laughs> um, but like, no, it just it all seemed like a lot of time was given to like that whole plot line of the Merovingian and the Oracle and this like side program. Uh, that didn't really have to do with anything as it relates to the machines versus the humans and everything else. And so, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of that, that I, 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 at the time I could have done without now it's, it's okay. It's fine. It is what it is. And I think ultimately the, the big fat that could be trimmed off this thing is really about, you know, the, like the one hour battle in the real world with like people in like machine golems. <laughs> and so like, you, you don't care about any of the, you don't know any of these people. You don't care about any of these people, even like the kid who you do care about to some extent. And like the um, uh, shoot, the Admiral dude, the general guy, like you get, you get them, but their dialogue is so cliche. Like yeah. every, I remember in the theater, everybody saying like the, neither did I, when he said, I never completed the training program. Like it was just so cliche. And so it's fine. You know, they were fine for what they were. I was a little disappointed with the way the, the trilogy ended, which actually goes to part of what I liked about this movie that we got right here. So shall we talk a little bit about the matrix resurrections? I, I think, I think so. We, we've, we've talked enough about the, the, the previous iterations. We, we've there been seven stuff. iterations of the matrix before you and <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Um, ooh, where, where to begin, Bo? What, what would you like to begin with? Uh, man, this movie has a lot going on. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, the first bit of it seems basically like a, uh, a commentary by Lana Wachowski about Dude. the studio system. And Dude. Dude, I don't know much. But I know the Wachowskis didn't want to do this movie. Like, <laughs> dude, I hated that. And I've seen people who really liked that. And I'm sorry, but like, no, I'm sorry. Like, at some point, like, y'all, like, either make the movie or don't. But don't spend a third of the movie trying to apologize for the fact that you're making the movie. That that was I don't think it was an apology. Thing. I think it was a criticism. I either way, like, either like, then don't do it. You know what I mean? But, like but the, the, the whole like, the whole line of uh, of Smith in that movie was, you know, uh, they even name dropped Warner Brothers. Yeah, they, they said, did. And I, gonna, I, I hated that. I hated that. So Warner much. Brothers is going to make it with or without us. Yes. No, I got it. It was a little on the nose, Bell. Like just like this, the, the, you know, it, before in the sequels of the original Matrix with the Jesus narrative, it was a little on the nose here. What was a little a lot on the nose is that like and I say the Wachowskis, I know Lana was the only one that made it, but like both of them did not want to make this. You know what I mean? Like the Wachowskis did not want to make this movie. And it was clear. It was a little on the nose. Like all of this stuff was extremely like 
beat you over the head with the fact that this was going to happen without us. So, you know, sit down in your chair. Like, I don't need that. How about just go tell me a good story? You know what? Like, if you want to do it and tell a good story, then do it. Don't give me this bowl. I'm sorry. Like that frustrated the heck out of me. And there's a lot that I liked about this movie, but I did not like that. I, I don't know. I appreciated it because you know I knew you would. Well, because well, a lot of it, a lot of it is is it's it's talking about you know like like reboot culture and, and things like that and, and and a lot of people. So the original Matrix um uh was uh, and the Wachowskis have come out and admitted this that it's it's like trans allegory, right? Wachowskis. What did I say? You said Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Yeah. It's what? It's Wachowski. Wachowskis. Yeah, there you go. Whoops. Uh, well, the Wachowskis have come out and said that the, the first movie is basically like trans allegory, right? It's like it's about being transgender. And um, well, I mean, I think that they said that you can read that into it. Like, I, I think one of the things that I actually. All right. So I'm I, almost certain Lana like said, yes, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what it is. No, but not holistically. Like when that's that that's uh, all right. As much as I hate the fact they did this, I, I will reference it since they did do it is that one of the things they were very over your head about was that the Matrix trilogy is really done in such a way that almost anybody can read anything into it and that actually neither, like no one interpretation is right and literally all of the interpretations are right. And so I thought that that was fine. Like, I think it's great that they put that in there as a, I think the fact they did it as a way of like pointing out that it makes it impossible to make a sequel to the trilogy because everybody else is going to ascribe whatever narrative they want to it. I mean, it is what it is. I think that this one in particular, I think like the, the trans narrative, like is, is much more like prevalent to be sure. But I also think one of the things they did and they continue to do well is do the matrix in such a way that there's technically lots of different narratives that you can read into it. Um, like they, they, I was thinking about this like very specifically with the original trilogy. Like they're really good. Or, well, I mean, and I, I, I know that it wasn't both of them. I know it was just Lana this time, but like in, in the, the Wachowskis in general are really good at like putting the very on the nose narrative in front of your face and beating your like over the head with it. And then kind of subtly laying in other narratives that are kind of both up for interpretation and then also intentional. And so I think that this movie also has that. Whereas with the first trilogy, it was very much the Jesus narrative. With this one, it is very much the sequel culture stuff that, again, they spent a third of the movie about. <laughs> a third of this movie telling us why they didn't want to make this movie. And I'm like, I, I don't, then don't make the movie. I'm sorry. I just got mad at it at some point. I was like, look, if you don't want to make the movie, don't make the movie. They were going to make it with Michael B. Jordan. They were going to do a, like a, a prequel type thing. Like if you're if you're going to be bitter about it, then don't do it. You know what I mean? Anyway, I mean, that's 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 I don't know. It's it's like, you know, when when the movie is, is full of subtext and all this kind of stuff and all these, you know, plots and themes. You mean the franchise? Um, or do well, you mean this movie yeah. specifically? No, the, the like the, the, the Matrix, the franchise, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then for the studio which all those people saying, Oh, we got to have more bullet time. Let's have, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's there. That's them like glazing over what the, what the matrix was about. Right. Like it's allegory. And then saying, let's just, we'll just throw in a bunch of action scenes, the bullet time. Cause that's what people want. And that, like, I, th I feel like that's the, that's the complaint is that like, you know, when you're, when you're an artist, when you're the Wachowski, 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 <laughs> I always say it wrong. I always, it's I, not I, I that just, hard. <laughs> Well, I'm the one that I've been saying it like that for 20 years. So, like, you've leave been me saying alone. Wachowski? 
It's Wachowski. I don't know why I say Wachowski. I know, but uh, yeah, wait, Wachowski, am I wrong? Wachowski. Hey, you, you got no. Me. It's is, Wachowski. You know what this it's was? spelled? W a c h o w s k i s. You were obsessed with the Mutrix back in the day, and that's why you have gone with the Wachowskis as the uh, the. the <laughs> Maybe I have some sort of weird form of dyslexia where I delete H's in names. Well, I, I don't have the know. actual dyslexia and I can actually say their names. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but, you know, it, it, it's like it's, you know, for, for them to take something that you created yeah. and to make a, 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 a soulless version of it, like. You know, that, that's that's going to uh, suck. OK, so here's my deal. But, the, but the thing is, though, Lana, Lana came out and she was like, you know, uh, she was talking about one of the reasons why she decided to make it was was because, um, you know, uh, uh, I think her her parents both died. One of them died recently. And it was kind of like a way for her to sort of mourn. Like, like there's a quote attributed to her where she was saying, like, I couldn't have my mom and dad. Yet suddenly I had Neo and Trinity, arguably the, the two most important characters in my life. Hmm. It was immediately comforting to have these two characters alive again. And it's super simple. You can look at it and say, OK, these two people die. And OK, bring these two people back to life. And oh, doesn't that feel good? Yeah, it did. It's simple. And it's what art does. And this is what stories do. They comfort us and they're important. And so, you know, that was a it, it was a chance for her to kind of like, you know, uh, uh, mourn the loss of her parents, and it was an opportunity to sort of like you know resurrect this series that that you know she and her sister put so much time and effort in their life into, and uh, as opposed to making you know letting the studio just do whatever they want with it, make a soulless remake, you know. So she she had some I, thoughts. You keep, saying, you keep saying a soulless remake. I don't think that's fair. Like this is the part that like really bothers me about all this. Like I, I hear I hear what you're saying, and that's great. But when the move when the narrative about the movie becomes more about the making of the movie and not the movie itself. You got a bad movie. Like that is almost always the case. Like it should be a good movie that inspires like desire to learn more about it, which the original matrix actually did. And I would, I would argue that the sequel doesn't have that at all. Like, I don't know that this is like, I could be wrong, but I don't think this is going to inspire a whole new generation of matrix fans. If the goal was to do that, like I, I understand what Warner brothers wanted to do. Like that makes sense to me. They wanted to, you know, hey, we got we got a franchise. We want it. We want to make some more of it. Just because something's a cash grab does not mean that it's soulless. I present you with the Lego movie. You ever seen it? Uh, the Yeah, I've seen the Lego movie. OK, would you call the Lego movie soulless? No. Would you call it a cash grab? No. What? It is 100 percent a cash grab. It is. But it is not soulless. You get an artist with a good story to tell. And then it's not a soulless crash grab. Is Transformers a yes. soulless crab, cash grab? Yes, absolutely. It's you think it's you think tra- no? I'm talking about the original G1 80s uh, Transformers. Yes, yes it's, it's it's a cash. <laughs> yes. It was a on. cartoon whoa, designed whoa, to sell toys whoa, to kids. Whoa. Of course, it was okay. a cash grab. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Of course. Just it was. because Optimus uh, Optimus Optimus Rhyme is a, is a is a nerdcore group <laughs> and they're really good. Just because Optimus. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. They're really good. Look them up. Optimus Rhyme. Uh, uh, no, no, no. You you played it for me. They're, they're yeah. Epic. Yeah. For sure. Uh, no. Uh, uh, just because Optimus Prime dies, like it, it like come on, it that that was a soulless cash grab design it was a cash grab it was not soulless and how dare it was you a soulless cash how grab. <laughs> dare you uh, no, transformers is fantastic those characters are are like when you have my point is when you have people behind the scenes that love the franchise and want to tell a good story like then you get like a really really solid movie and a really solid you know in that case i guess television if we're doing you know transformers but my point is that like you, it doesn't have to be a soulless cash grab I'm sorry. Yes. Art has to make money. Like I, that's just, that's just the reality. And like, well, what to I'm me, saying the is freaking Wachowskis 
like with their level of like money and access, I'm sorry, man. No, like I'm not going to sit here and like listen to like this lecture about like from not, not you can lecture all you want, but I'm talking about from them in terms of this movie about the soulish cash grab narrative and everything. Like, look, you got a problem with it. Don't take the check. Let somebody else do it. Give the, like somebody else an opportunity to make this film. Like I get that it's yours and that's fine. If you want to come in and tell a narrative that you want to tell, then by all means do it. But don't sit here and lecture us for one third of your movie. About that was the you, narrative they wanted to tell. That was, and <laughs> that I, was I, part of it. <laughs> and it was bull, man. I hated that. I hated it. Now, there's a lot. Again, I feel like I'm spending so much time talking about what I didn't like. But I actually, there's a lot that I really love about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't come across that way. But like, that's the one thing that like I've seen people praise like, oh, it's it's critique proof because they already got ahead of it. No, I'm sorry. That's the stupidest thing I've ever said. Like just to <laughs> critique your own movie, get like lets you off the hook from being critique proof. No, I would actually say that's far worse. That is a completely, completely soulless attempt at, at like justifying why on why you got on board with this. Tell a good movie or let somebody else do it. Don't waste my time. I'm sorry, man. I was mad by that. I was really, really mad. By that. <laughs> wow. That's that's we, crazy. We could have had Michael B. Jordan. You know what? You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. There's a lot that I liked about the movie, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I did hate that part, though. I really did. <laughs> and I'm sick of it, man. I feel like this is where we are right now as like a movie going society because there's the there's the franchise fatigue. There's the sequel fatigue. And I get that. But when it starts, when the movies, the sequels themselves start like venting sequel fatigue, then like it's just, I feel like we're sequel fatigue inception here. And I guess that's what they were going for, <laughs> but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, there's just, there's been a lot of good independent films that come out. It's just, they don't get the marketing budgets that these movies do. And, you know, people really don't want to go to a movie theater to see a movie in a pandemic that they're not well, that's exactly sure about, right. you know, like, yeah, yeah that's right. There, 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 there have been a lot of good good movies that have come out and some of them have been sequels and some of them have been reboots, but um, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. If your choice is to go see a movie that you heard some cool things about, but you're not quite sure about it. And it's like, you know, an art movie or whatever. And, uh, or to go see the new matrix movie that like, you know, you, 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 I'm pretty safe bet matrix movie is going to be all right. You're, you're probably going to go see the matrix movie. I mean, yeah, no, I mean like exactly. It's, it's a guaranteed thing. So so what are they going to do? They're going to go and tell us the very same thing that Twitter and, and blogs and us and everybody else that's a commentator is going to tell us. And they just, you know, we just paid them for the privilege of telling us how much they didn't want to make this movie. Cool. Thanks, Lana. Appreciate that. Um, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but could you imagine the feedback had they not put that in there? People would have totally like pooped all over the movie and been and like, not, oh, or or uh, maybe they could have made a good movie. You know what I mean? You did like make a good movie. You said you I, liked it. You know, there's things about this movie I like. And actually, like, I actually would argue that they actually there's a like there's a lot that I liked about this movie that I feel like that commentary kind of ruins it for me to a large extent. Like, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's on HBO Max. I actually intended to actually go back and rewatch it, especially because I was really thinking about the way in which the Wachowskis have always structured narrative. And I really wanted to kind of go back and reflect on that, because a lot of times and I, this is me as a viewer, and I, I don't know if this is for everybody, but a lot of times I can get very caught up on what they make so overly explicit that I miss the implicit. And I know that they're like, these movies are very rich with the implicit. And so that's where I wanted to kind of like take some more time with it because you can read about three or four different narratives into it in the same way that you can do the same with the original Matrix. And I think that's done fairly, fairly well. I just wish we didn't have the soapbox for a third of this movie. That's all. 
right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sorry that I spent so much time on this, but so much time in the movie was spent on this. So I feel like it has to be addressed. Yeah. Well, no, that, I think that, it's been addressed. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> More great TV talk up in just a few minutes, but first, we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Okay, one last little critique. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> I, I like there's a lot I liked about this movie. Uh, Morpheus, why? Why, Bell? Why? Why? What, what was why? Why? Why Morpheus? Yeah, you know, if he's a program that's supposed to be Morpheus, it could have been. Maybe they didn't well, want to de-age, um, Morpheus. Well, I, I loved know. the concept. All right, so all right, this gets into part of what I loved. I loved the idea of like programs, like joining, like like part of the programs, kind of joining with the humans, and even kind of like the whole you know, kind of the, the argument for the non-binary nature of warfare, that it's no longer us versus them, but it's a complexity that we need them in order to get to the next level. And there is kind of like this aspect of we get there together and there's a great narrative there. And, you know, I think that that's, that's pretty awesome. And I love the way in which the technology even evolved working with programs and working with sentience, uh, which, you know, which is what they kind of refer to as ro- or ro- robots as, to kind of develop this new, uh, was it Ion, I believe, as the new? Io. Io, thank you. Like, like a great, like that's, that was fascinating. Like the, the explanation of what happens after the fact, like after the war is run, like, you know, we get these nice, tidy, clean, you know, endings to movies where the emperor is thrown off a, you know, an energy shaft and then like, you know, peace comes to the galaxy. Except, you know what? That's actually not how, like, you know, life works. So it's... <laughs> kind of same thing here uh, uh niobe's whole story about seeing machines turn against machines and just the overall complexity of what you know kind of struggles for for you know for rights for for justice like what that actually looks like and then over time that has to evolve and that does evolve uh in order to kind of advance and kind of progress and i think that there's a lot that's going on there i think it's also really fascinating you know again to see the technology evolve but why bell <laughs> 
why can't why 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 can't like instead of it being Morpheus, why can't he just be a program? Why does he have to be Morpheus? Well, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, like I I don't I don't really know um, because Neo, or I guess as Thomas Anderson, you know, he programmed the major, or at least that's what the that's what the uh, the uh, machines and stuff like told him and whatnot is that he programmed the matrix. And so right. I guess like as part of his, you know, the, the Neo identity is still hiding inside his brain, it, it, like coded Morpheus into it because Morpheus had died because like, okay, so, so this is another thing too, right? The, the, the movies ended, the Wachowskis were like, nah, we don't want to make any more movies. Wachowskis bell. Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Gosh, like, I, Put some I, respect on their names, man. I've, well, I've, I've just been saying I've just been saying it wrong for twenty years. Like I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't movies know. for a generation. How dare you? All right, I don't know how going. I got that in my brain. It's fine, but keep like going. it's hard to get out. Anyway, um, so they gave up the uh, the story and stuff to the video game, right? The Matrix Online. Um, and right. in the Matrix Online, Morpheus is killed. Spoilers for them. Be okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. No one plays that game. No one did play that game. Uh, I know people that played that game. I played that game. I- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so you know, I don't. I don't know if if they just didn't want to like you know add a bunch of. Uh, uh exposition in there to talk about how morpheus had died mm. or something like that and so just you know we're just going to simplify it because uh, so, uh, allegedly all of that stuff that happened in the game is canon it's it was treated as such i do remember like uh, a buddy of mine at the time who was like super into that game was really like one of the main reasons was because it was uh canonical and it was treated as such i have no problem with the fact that they you know kind of handled it the way they did with not necessarily addressing the the lore or the 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 story of the game but also not changing it in the way in which they introduce some concepts so like i have no problem with the fact that for example morpheus is dead because he's dead in the video game makes sense to me i'm cool with that here's my here's my main critique man i i don't even necessarily mind the fact that neo made this kind of uh smith morpheus hybrid but they didn't use that at all like, I, I, like you know, it's it's um, what's the what's the Rick and Morty thing? It's the Aberdolf Linkler. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the, <laughs> it's it's like these two extremely different individuals com- like combined into one being. That's a fascinating concept. But they didn't do anything with it at all. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna call him Morpheus, and we're just gonna kind of he's gonna you know be a little he's gonna act different. And we're gonna say it's different because he's Smith, and we also have but he's another not Smith, Smith though. Well, but he was a combination of Morpheus and Smith. Like that, they said that that was kind of what Neo was trying to do in creating that version, yeah, of Morpheus. Is he took Smith and he took Morpheus, he merged them together, and so we get somehow Morpheus. Smorpheus. Well, we didn't get Smorpheus. We got Morpheus. We should have gotten Smorpheus <laughs> or Morphemith. Myth. 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 Ancient myth. Or Moeth, I don't know. Uh, no. Moth. Moth. Yeah. Like a moth to the flame. They didn't do anything Morpheus with it. or moth. Yeah. It's, like, it's a cool concept, and they didn't do anything but have them chill and make references. And I mean, like, I, I can't remember dude, the actor that plays him. I know he plays, um, oh, actually, how far into, he's, he's in, uh, he's in um, Buffy? Watchmen. No, Watchmen, the Watchmen series. Oh, I finished Watchmen, by the way. Okay. The yeah, da, 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 yeah, he's the husband. That's, yeah, he's the husband. Yeah, he's the husband. That's that's not that's not no that's, that's not spoiling anything. I, know, I didn't say I didn't, but you said it was 
<laughs> anyway, um, so he's a he's in Watchmen. And he's perfectly fine. A buddy of mine has been saying like he he would make a if they were going to recast Black Panther, which they they need to recast back Black Panther. But if they were going to, then he would be a good candidate. I'm like, I really haven't seen him like get a chance to do anything in any of the the stuff that I've I've personally seen him in. And I was kind of hoping that we'd actually get to see him like you know get something to work with here. And they give him like a cool concept of like the Smith Morpheus hybrid. And then they literally do nothing with it. And then they just make them all like one of those little metal ball things. You know, the metal ball things. Yeah. Those were cool. And you put your hand in them. And uh, you're talking about like metal spiky things. Yeah. And now it's Morpheus. Now it's Morpheus. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Yeah. I liked the, the <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about the movie? Man? I like, there's a, there's a lot that I did like, I just needed to get all the, the negative stuff out of the way for <laughs> yeah like you know it was it was uh it was it was a much more simple plot right it, it, it felt like more of just a love story you know than anything else it, right right yeah like they, they uh uh lana kind of avoided the the really deep heavy allegory like the the jesus kind of stuff with this and just told a love story about neo and trinity and well and arguably the first because I've, I've seen people say like oh it's, it just turned it into a love story i'm like have you watched the original trilogy like the original trilogy was a love story <laughs> like yeah and 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 they you know they they i think they expanded on that maybe because like maybe yeah. they couldn't tell the love story or i guess i guess uh lana because since uh yeah. lily wasn't involved in this one so maybe there was a love story that um they wanted to tell in in the previous ones but it kind of got you know buried by the uh intense I disagree. Go back and rewatch those movies, man. The love story is very prevalent. Like, she's in love. She will do anything. She will kill every single one of us because she's in love. Yeah. He's me. (laughs) Like, you are in love with me. Like, that is like the love story, I would actually say, got way in the way of the robot versus human story that I had at the time really wanted to see. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And and that was the reason why, you know, uh, Neo like went back into the Matrix was love, right? Like it wasn't. They didn't anticipate that for vis-a-vis the for the one. Yeah, ergo vis a vis love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, and so you know, yeah, there, there's a lot of love there. But this is a, this is a much more simpler love story. And it, yes, um, that's a good way to put it. Because yeah. the other one, like again, like the the Matrix has always been a love story, whether or not you liked it or not at the time. You know, opinions may may differ, but it, it's always been a love story. This one is very much more of a tighter love story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, like I it was it was really neat. Like, you know, I I, I kind of I, I didn't mind the, the 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 preachy, you know, stuff at the beginning that you absolutely hated. Um, and, <laughs> you know, so like I, I never want to see that happen in another movie again. That was so anyway, I was, you, I, know, I, you know, a movie it did happen in one of a that? movie that you love was that Jurassic World. I did not happen in Jurassic it World. did, too. There's one throwaway line. It one. Where, th- oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you said one throwaway line, not one freaking third of the movie. <laughs> no, I referenced it before. It's fine. Like, uh, who's your boy that make the Transformer films? And uh, Michael Bay. He made a joke in the Transformers the four movie, and that the four. <laughs> I didn't four, see that one. I don't think. Four, four, yeah, we know. We reviewed it. We absolutely reviewed it. Transformers four. Absolutely. The quest for peace. We, we reviewed it. <laughs> Did the Transformers throw the nuclear weapons into the sun? You know what? I think it was actually three. It was Transformers three electric beagley. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They all transformed into dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been having margaritas before. To the, the recording. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, he had a throwaway line about how like what what's wrong with movies just being kind of fun and actually like there's just like a little quick line. And so you get that from time to time. You get that. And I think to some extent that's fine. But to spend one third of the freaking Matrix movie like lecturing us about how you didn't want to make this movie because of all the sequel culture and yada, yada, yada. Like, just don't make the movie then. Like, if you wanted to put Toss in a throwaway line, Jurassic World style, be my guest. But oh Except my for the Jurassic World line was actually true. I mean, like, I would imagine that, like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily denying anything that she said in this, or like, well, that the character said in this one was like, or the, the, I'm not denying the message of this movie as not being <laughs> true. I'm just saying that, like, what good are you doing? Like, who is this for? I guess is kind of my question. Like, who are you? Who do you for think- her? <laughs> she made the movie. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a poke. You know, it's 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 like a poke at 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 uh, um, maybe maybe fans of the movie that take things the wrong way that she didn't intend, or uh, you know, I, studios I st- yeah. taking things the wrong way and stuff like that. And uh, I still or- maintain that when this is the case, when the conversation around the movie is more about the making of the movie, or like the philosophy behind whether or not the movie should be made it, then it's, then it's a bad movie and it, it, it shouldn't have been a bad movie that there's, so there's a lot like some good concepts here, man. Like the, I, I didn't mind the resurrection aspect of it. And then I've heard some, like some people getting mad about the whole, like, Oh, now Trinity's the one yada, yada, yada. Well, there is no one like the one is gone. And there's an argument to be made that never actually was a one. And then on top of that, there's still like, what's nicely led up or uh, left up to kind of interpretation is even if you go back and watch the original matrix movies, the way in which kind of the union of Trinity and Neo is kind of what makes the one more so than like one, one person making the one. Well, yeah, it's, it's very evident that, that Neo's the one is different from every other, the one that has become before. And that's because of Trinity. So there's, there's nothing wrong in saying that Trinity uh, could not, you know, exhibit those same types of abilities and whatnot. Like, well, I would argue that technically Bugs could probably, uh, which, by the way, loved the character of Bugs. I thought all the rest of the characters were very throwaway, but I actually really loved the character of Bugs. Yeah, Bugs was cool. I liked Bugs. Yeah, I even liked the like I, the Bugs Bunny thing. Obviously, she even said it out loud. She didn't have to say it out loud. We knew that it was Bugs Bunny, but well, at first I was kind of thinking Bugs, like, as in like computer Bugs. No, she said, what else? We said, what's up, doc? And then she had the white. Ra- it, I, like what I love about the character of Bugs is it's kind of like a what if we take the concept of the white rabbit and actually make that into a character? And I think that that's a really fantastic idea that was kind of uh, implemented in this. And I think it was implemented well. I also really like the way in which, you know, the technology of getting in and out of the Matrix and even how people like, you know, um, uh, I, I forget their operator's name, but how he was able to actually like physically be in the Matrix. Or well, yeah, that was pretty cool, right? Up here, yeah. And so, you know, th- I mean, this is something you've talked about before, too. When you have kind of franchises that go on for a number of years or, or decades or, or generations even, there needs to be some kind of showcasing of technology evolving. And I thought they did a really good job in this movie doing that. Well, uh, to an extent, right? Like, it depends on, like, in, 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 this, in this case, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, in the case of, like, uh, like the alien movies where like there's technology shown in prometheus which happened before the alien films it's like way beyond what anything you see in the original alien movie Mm. though though that's that's when you draw the line right like it's got to stay consistent to what you see in the beginning so you know 
right CR, yeah yeah you know you know that that's how that, that type of internal consistency is important to me at least because it, it it's kind of like grading to see one thing be like brand new and shiny and then the next movie quote chronologically you know the next movie everything is is gritty and and gross and 40 years old <laughs> right, <laughs> it's right, just right, weird yeah. but yeah like the evolution here was great like there's been time that's passed since the original films and um, so we see this this evolution of a you know way to enter the matrix, the way to interact with it, uh, you know the different way they do the portals and things like that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so all that stuff is 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 neat. There was some things that I I was a little maybe you can help me out with. Um, what was the de- why did Bugs have to enter into Trinity's body to free her? Yeah, that's another way. That's another thing I needed to rewatch the movie for. It's like I don't know if I was just really tired because a lot I watched it when I was late. It was late at night. You, yeah, but I was like, too, yeah. yeah, I was like, she's got to go in there, and then what? They take her body out, but she's they take Trinity's body out, but she's still connected to Trinity. And then once they get her out of the pot, like I, yeah, I don't know. I that didn't make any sense to me. I didn't know if that was supposed to be kind of like some sort of like, uh, you know, kind of nod to the idea that maybe Bugs is the new like you know kind of i i guess trinity neo morpheus like if, if the if you look at trinity and neo and morpheus and i mean there's a reading into the you know the original matrix that you could where like if neo is jesus then morpheus is god and trinity is the holy spirit and there's kind of like they three exist as kind of this trinitarian kind of savior-esque uh, uh kind of entity perhaps bugs is supposed to represent all three of them right because she is you know, she she is literally the one she frees herself based on seeing, you know, yes, based on seeing Neo, but she does free herself. And then on top of that, she is kind of Morpheus because she's going to, you know, free Neo in the same way that Morpheus did. And then in this way, she literally becomes Trinity. And so now not only is she becoming Trinity to also kind of complete that connection point with all three of our kind of main cast members, but she also literally is becoming the new Trinity through that particular reading um, or, or kind of viewing of, of you know, the, the original matrix trilogy. So maybe that's there. I don't know. That's the great thing about this is again, when the matrix is done right. And I think that in many ways, the matrix was done really right. in this movie, there's a lot of different readings that you can kind of pull into these movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, but yeah, I, I didn't get that either in terms of like, f- from a practical standpoint, they didn't really fully explain it. And from a symbolic standpoint, it wasn't clear either. So it was a little, is a little odd. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll also say, um, you know, about the first third of the film, I thought it was super, super interesting the way they kind of established the uh, original Matrix, the storyline of everything that happened in the original Matrix in this new Matrix as right. something that Neo did. Like, I thought that was a super interesting concept. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I was. I mean, that was one of the main reasons I was super excited for this movie is that like, oh, like, what if we go to this movie and we find like, what if it's actually not a sequel to the matrix? What if it's, or, or if it's a sequel to the matrix, what if literally the matrix has always been just this game this entire time, you know, and they could, they could literally do that if they wanted to. So there was a lot of fun, you know, the, the, a lot of like, even, I feel like they did a pretty good job of pushing the audience to question what was real, you know, yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. At least for me anyway, but I don't know. What about you? Yeah, especially in the beginning, right? Like you're you're sitting there and you're trying to figure out is this guy? I mean, and and I think I think it could they they could have put more into that. Um, maybe you know maybe less into the dig at 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 
studio executives. Oh, but audiences. I thought you liked that dig. In the I mean, I did. I, 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 I don't, I don't have any complaints about it, but like, if you wanted to expand on something, I would expand on the, uh, you know, is this the real world? <laughs> right. Is this just fantasy? Well, but Bell, they addressed that because that's part of like, yeah, that's what people are going to want from this. But maybe it's more than just that. Why does it have to be that one thing? I don't, Bell? I don't think they didn't they, you hear the part of the movie where they told you that, like, how dare you think that it's that one thing and not a, this other stuff? I don't so. know what you're talking about. They didn't they didn't address that at all in those like those complaints were mainly about the uh uh just like the the action and the bullet time and all that kind of stuff and cat videos yeah yeah I, the cat tricks yeah the, the, the yeah the cat tricks the cat tricks yeah or, yeah. or the caltrix yeah as, as you apparently are obsessed with yes <laughs> but uh uh yeah like like you know that that could have been uh i i really liked the the way they were going with that as well like you know um what was all of this that we saw before like why are we seeing scenes from the matrix in here like is this like what is real do you think right. that's air you're breathing now yeah no that, that that was great i liked that a lot i thought that yeah. was done very well and i think it actually it, it it modernizes the matrix concept in kind of a whole new way because what we were asked what the original matrix asked us as a viewing audience to question about the world around us has fundamentally changed and you know arguably there is a good narrative and a good kind of a way to tell that story of you know, the way in which we are now marketed the fact that we are quote unquote in the matrix. Right. And like the way in which like, okay, well now this, uh, you know, like, like the matrix now realizes, Oh, people are hip to the matrix. Well, let's just figure out a new way to market them on the fact that they are in the matrix. Like, yeah, you're in the matrix. It sucks. Right. Pay us. You know what I mean? Like what, or whatever your particular narrative that you want to read into that is you've got that that's there. That's part of this movie. <laughs> you don't need to preach at us anyway that's my whole deal with that good yeah. movie ish um relatively enjoyable don't need any more sequels don't know whether or not we'll get them um enjoyed kind of re-diving back into this world and kind of finding out what happened after uh trinity and neo died i really appreciated like you know i felt uh, there was a lot of kinship between this and um Oh, the last Jedi, not the last Jedi. Uh, the first one, the force awakens a lot of, a lot of similarities between this and the force awakens, um, especially kind of in the narrative of didn't we just beat these bad guys and nope, they're still here. I think that that is a very, very good narrative to the modern era. I think that the force awakens was a little late. I was a little early at making that narrative. Uh, and I think it would have hit a little bit stronger, even like five or six years later than when it came out. But regardless, um, yeah some 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 strong similarities cool. there and i like that i think I, that's great and I, I think that narrative works better in this movie the um you know we're still fighting the fight even though we won kind of thing i think the um, fact that i think a lot of people didn't realize that we were still fighting the fight in when the force awakens came out and so they were like oh this is just a rehash and it's like uh dude no this is this is real we're still in this fight like this is absolutely still real but people miss that then and now people can't miss that. And so that I think that that's, I, I think, I don't think it works better in this one. I think literally, I think they, I, I would actually argue it works better in the force awakens. I think this one lands at a different time to be received in a different kind of way. That's my thought. I, well, I don't know. I always felt that star Wars was like more, you know, it's, it's like science fantasy. Right. And, and it's good versus evil and like having uh definitive victories over evil is, is, you know, an important thing. And so when you come back into star Wars, Oh, we didn't actually delete de defeat evil. It's still here. We have to like, I, it, 
it, that, that's sort of like a narrative. I mean, that's just that's my personal opinion on it, right? I, I'm not I'm not saying that's what Star Wars is, and that's what you it want. Be, you likes like, the escapism of an uncomplicated, like yeah, because that's what that's what A New Hope, the original Star Wars, was. It was an uncomplicated, no, like yeah, no, you know, good versus evil story, and 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 they continued that with with the other ones, and then we finally got this defeat of the ultimate evil in the series, and it was yeah. and it was done, and it was over, and then you find out that it wasn't, and then the guy that they killed in the third movie comes back in the. Well, the, I'm not talking about the sequel franchise as a whole. I'm just talking about specifically the Force right. Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 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 yeah. What, what, I, what I'm getting at is, that I, I feel like in this world, in this universe, in the Matrix universe, a story like that where uh, we we defeat the final, we, you know, we we beat the big bad, we win the war, but we're still fighting it, or I guess we win the battle, but we're still fighting the war, kind of thing, works better in this universe to me than it does in Star Wars. That's well, that's and what I I'm think I think there's an argument too that to be made, and this again, this is where there's a lot of great narratives to be able to pull from this, is that there's you know that it sometimes it can feel like we're not making any progress or sometimes it can feel like, you know, like nothing, like the needle is not actually moving or I think Neo even said, like, it's, I just feel like everything I did, everything we fought for and died for was for nothing. And it's like, no, no, no. Like we actually need to pause. Like, no, it's not where it needs to be, but like, no, there's been significant progress made. We don't need to rest on that, but we also do our, like our elders and those that fought the battle before us, a disservice to pretend as though they didn't actually earn anything or they didn't actually win anything. Like, no, the battle's not over and it's complicated and it's different now than it was before. But at the same time, like battles were fought before and significant ground was made. And to deny that is to deny, you know, the work of those that came before. And I think that there's, I liked, I liked the fact that this, this movie kind of paid homage to that concept. And so yeah, that's where I feel like this movie really worked. When it was a Matrix movie, like it was great. When it was, you know, Lana complaining about the fact, like <laughs> when it was just her just saying, like, I don't want to make this movie. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Well, then maybe I don't know. Don't. It was kind of kind of curious to see what the Michael B. Jordan like prequel situation was going to be. There's kind of some cool concepts going on there, but that's cool. You decided, you know, you came back in, took it over to tell us why you didn't want to do it for like an hour and a half before you actually gave us the real matrix movie. Thanks for that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then like, I, here's my thing. I know I'm like coming at this like real, real hard. The only reason I am is because I've seen so many people praise that decision. And I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Do y'all not like good movies? Like, so my issue is less the fact that Lana did it. It's, it's fine. It's fine that like, that's what this movie is. Like, you know, that's a choice. It was a choice that was made perfectly fine. It's not my cup of tea. What irritates me is that it seems to be so many people's cup of tea and it makes me not want to watch movies anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, what, what is this? So anyway, because you, you've taken the red pill, you've seen. Yeah, you, 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 the, the whole the whole, uh, you know, rehash, reboot franchise uh-huh. thing. You're saying bad. That, like, who doesn't know that? Like, who doesn't know that? Who is this for? It's for her. Like you said, it's just, it's her venting, which is fine. But I didn't want to, like, I didn't pay money to go see, <laughs> see the reason why the Wachowskis didn't want to make this movie. I went to go pay money because I wanted to see this movie. And this is what we got. I think, I think <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but uh, uh, there's another I could have seen, I could have seen Spider-Man again and I'd already seen it twice. I'd see it a third time and a Oh my gosh, that movie's amazing! It is really good. Uh, but there's another '90s movie film franchise that also had a reboot thing, and uh, one of us thought it was great, one of us thought it was awful. What's that? And <laughs> Jurassic World. <laughs> I never said it was great. I enjoyed it. 
but like no i thought no jurassic world was fun the sequel was i and i i still maintain that the that uh what was it jurassic world we didn't die the first time what was it called um uh it should, it should have been jurassic world the lost park like you said oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's gold bell <laughs> gold. why didn't they do that oh that's 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 just another reason why I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that that is fair. That is absolutely fair. No, but that that movie, I still maintain that it's the best live action Pokemon film of all time. <laughs> and I've seen Detective Pikachu, which is just fine. This is this is a much better live action Pokemon movie. <laughs> I, that, like as you recall, I thought Jurassic Park. I thought Jurassic World was great. I like. I did enjoy. Uh, I did enjoy kind of seeing something that we never saw before was what if this park was actually a park? I thought that was a great, like that was a fun world building experience. And also I like the idea of theme parks, you know, like Westworld. Are you into Westworld? Have you, have you watched that yet? Uh, yeah, I'm fully up to date on Westworld. Okay. So and we need, we need to do a Westworld TV talk, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a new season coming out yeah. soon, I'm pretty sure. No, we need to make that happen. Okay, all right. Well, I'll I will save the majority of my thoughts, but suffice to say, I enjoyed Westworld the most when the parks were involved, and when the parks weren't, got far less interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, I, I get where where Alana's coming from because you know, I, I see what they did to Jurassic Park. I see what they did to my boy. <laughs> they should have done that to my boy. <laughs> My son, <laughs> my boy. Look how that butcher, my boy. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so I, I I totally get where she was coming from with that. She didn't want to see that happen to her film, and so she wanted to let people know that like this this is what would have happened had I not stepped in here to you know redeem it at the end. So here's my and I, I this is where I keep going back to man like the fact like the first the original Matrix we were all we were praising the Wachowskis because we were like really digging into these characters and the various narratives and the different philosophies and this I feel like we're just mostly questioning so what was she up to like what was like what like why you know why this decision why this decision as opposed to like really just analyzing Neo and Trinity and Bugs as characters and Smorpheus Smorpheus uh, yeah who the, yeah and, and it's yeah, such a it's, wasted concept that's such a great idea why didn't they uh, smorpheus yes yeah, morpheus is a great idea it's it's abert yeah. linkler man that's that's a great concept <laughs> no that's exactly what that was to, know. <laughs> like again and i mean like I, I don't know that this is necessarily the reading that i take or like the viewing that i take of the original Mor uh, matrix trilogy but if you take the morpheus as god narrative you literally have and smith as the devil you literally have God and the devil merged into one character and they did, they did nothing with it. They did literally nothing with it. They just used it as an excuse for why he acts different. That's dumb. I'm sorry. That was dumb. Yeah. This movie has so many great things and so many dumb things at the exact same time. It is Aberdoff Linkler, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it, uh... the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> I think I'm done. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, should we talk about Smith though? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah sorry. Oh, so, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's there's other aspects. You're like Smith. Yeah. I thought I thought was interesting is his business partner being you know forced to work with uh, uh with his 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 nemesis as it were. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to see the Merovingian and his werewolves and stuff come back. Unnecessary, uh, sure. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessary, but you know, fun. Um. Uh. What about what about um Neil Patrick Harris 
as the analyst. I mean, it's Neil Patrick Harris. He's just gold in anything. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't critique Neil Patrick Harris. He's, he's fantastic. I thought he was a little, again, it got a little on the nose when he was all at the end. Like all of a sudden he's like oddly misogynist. And it's like, aren't you a robot? <laughs> that was yeah. weird. That, yeah, it, the way his character kind of changed at the end there when he was like super like submissive and whatnot. Was, I don't know. It was just weird. That was that um, was odd. So that, I thought that was a. I mean, like, again, the movies do really well when they're when like the subtlety is there and they're just really they come across as super dumb when it just beats you over the head with it. It's the same thing. Like, I mean, this is revelations like Neo is sitting there sacrificing himself for his people and like like a cross goes over him. He's got like angel wings. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. He's cyber Jesus. Like <laughs> it's, it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And, so and like, Jonathan, Jonathan Groth is Smith, you know, uh, same guy who played, uh, you'll be back like yeah. before, <laughs> even though there's no robot human war. You'll be <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought that was neat. The guy who plays the bad guy in Hamilton playing the bad guy in this movie. I, I thought, um, I, you know, it's un- it's interesting because I do think it would have been better with Hugo Weaving in the like reprising the role. That said, I thought he actually did a really good job. Like he was a good Smith. I liked his performance. Yeah, yeah. like because because uh, what was it? Uh, the character Bane in the second movie uh, and third yeah. movie. He did a fantastic I, job. He really did. He did an excellent job as well. And so yeah. um, uh, apparently Groff didn't want to like imitate hugo weaving so he did more of like a character study like i think on the fighting style or something like that so he was, he was more like interesting more more smith during the fights yeah which which was interesting but like i always i always thought that bane was that was a great hugo weaving impersonation oh yeah that was that was brilliantly done i mean it's it's one of the the highlights of the the third movie to be sure i you, you know i i thought he did a, a great job with it um i think it actually does speak to like how well Hugo Weaving kind of created an iconic character and an iconic performance. Yeah. But it, it can, you know, like it can be imitated and like, there is so much homage that can be done uh, with that character. It's just, it's, it's fantastic. I do think it would have been more of a mind job if literally it was Hugo Weaving in that, in that role. But again, you know, uh, King George did a, a good job. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Any commentary on Bugs's crew? Name one of them, Bell. I mean, yeah, Bugs. You got you got one that's not Bugs, Bell. Uh, uh, Daffy Berg. Oh, Lexi. Um, you're making no, no. You're just making this up. You don't know. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Yosemite Sam, uh, Daffy. Um, there was Tweety Bird. Oh, you can't forget about Tweety Bird. Can't forget about Tweety Bird. Sucker, suck, suffering succotash there, Bell. Yeah, yeah. Be suffering those succotashes. I wish she I, I had, wish I wish she oh, hadn't said well, I mean I just, I just wish she hadn't said bugs, you know, as in bunny. Like and like you just don't don't you don't have to say that. Like it was great that she was bugs. That was that was great. I got it. We you don't have to say as in bunny. She even said what's up, doc later. And I thought that was great. Well, like <laughs> when she said bugs, like I, my first thought was computer bugs because this is the matrix. You would have figured it out. Right. When as soon as she said what's up, doc, maybe. I was like, oh, Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Well, she had the rabbit again. Like it's 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 the the concept of follow the white rabbit. But now the white rabbit is literally like it's it's that concept as a character. And that is where ooh, more of that in this movie would have been great. 
And like, I really, I really liked her character and I wouldn't mind a, like a deeper exploration into this universe with maybe bugs as kind of our, our main protagonist. Um, and I mean, really kind of exploring the world post post Neo, like the matrix post Neo, like Neo and Trinity aren't even necessary to some extent. Like, like you can, you can tell an HBO series in, in world. You know, I and, and that's for the, the love of, the of like all that is holy, please get some people that actually want to tell the story. <laughs> well, so did you ever watch the Animatrix? I did. Yeah. Love the Animatrix. Yeah. Like, I, I think that would be kind of neat to see a sort of like, it doesn't have to deal with, with Neo and Trinity, but like, you know, stories around the, around the, uh, around the Matrix, like before it, after it, like, um, yeah stuff like that maybe you know maybe we could see some stuff like that and um on hbo max or something maybe we don't need another tv show maybe we need some explorations of, of characters or or I, I would rather like explorations of themes and ideas because that seems yeah. to be what the matrix is about right well like, no i mean it's about a lot of different things so i've been mean, like it, it can it, and it can be a lot about a lot of different things like i don't think i think anytime you try to put the matrix in like a like a box or a bubble you do it a disservice because it's a complex film with like multiple different messages and multiple different meetings. I think that one of the great things about it is that it is so flexible. I think that's part of the genius of the original trilogy, like the original film. And I think the franchise as a whole, um, it, it suffers when it tries to be, uh, you know, a little, little on the nose. In my mind. I, I will say though, that there are people who have co-opted um, like, Oh yeah. No. And I got that. The, and, and, and I get and that. Those, that's why she wanted to come back and like be all, and like, those people are wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so <laughs> They're wrong in general, yes, but I would actually argue that there is an argument to be made that you can't tell anybody how to receive art. You know what I mean? You can't, like, once you put something out into, into the world, it's going to be received. And I don't like the idea that we can, like, police art or something of that nature. And, like, it must be interpreted in this way or that way. And so while it's irritating that they've taken, like, a really you know, uh, aggressive, like try to like, try to co-opt the matrix as a whole. Um, and I think that, you know, the Wachowskis have done a fairly, you know, obvious and blunt job at kind of naysaying that I think that's fine and that's good. But I also don't think that you can like, like tell somebody how they can like receive art. Yeah. Um, that's I more mean, of that's a deeper, fair. like that's a philosophical conversation, but yeah, but they're still wrong. No, they're wrong in general. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. But in terms of like how they receive art, like how like I'm not going to critique anybody for how they receive art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, if you you can read like it's it's fascinating to me that so many people can like watch Star Wars, for example, which is a very simple story and kind of come away with it thinking, you know, and I mean, that's just the reality. Empire did nothing wrong. <laughs> well, not not necessarily that. But my point is that like just, you know, in, in, in kind of our polarized world, you end up in a situation where, you know, quote unquote, both sides or rather all sides can watch Star Wars and see each other, like see each other in the villains, like see themselves in the heroes and see each other in the villains, which baffles my mind. I'm like, how? Like, don't you see that you're the anyway? Yeah. The point is, it's like, you know, like I, I don't I don't get it, but I also can't like and I can be frustrated with it, but I can't control or nor should I how somebody receives art. And so anyway. That's just a larger philosophical conversation that I, I guess is fairly appropriate for a matrix discuss discussion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Out of five, man, what you getting this, you know, I'm going to give it, uh, and this is, you know, pre rewatch. I need to rewatch it, but I'm going to give it a, a, a three and a half. Okay. 
because uh, I, I did enjoy it and I do want to watch it again. Um, and and so there's that. Right. And I, I, I you know, it wasn't as groundbreaking as the first movie, but it was enjoyable. There were parts that were cool, like the the it, if, you, if you care about Matrix lore, that was certainly expanded. And, um, you know, I think I think there's, uh, you know, the, the, the action wasn't as crisp and neat as the first one. <laughs> force because, push, force push, force push. <laughs> but, uh, come on. Keanu Reeves is like pushing 50 something. So, like, Dude, you know, I get it. He's, he's freaking John Wick. I finally saw the John Wick franchise, man. So now you can't tell me that now. <laughs> OK, look, you can you can get in that kind of shape when you're that age and do that for like one shoot. But like he can't be doing that like over and over and over again. Right. Isn't like he on John Wick 12 in production right now. Is like, John Wick three or four, four. Four, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying that, like, but gunplay is different from martial arts, right? Like, gunplay is is like you you look you look at the martial arts that you see in force push, force push, force push, force push. B B button, B button, B button, B button. Yeah. Well, you know, you you gotta. Yeah. Uh, But you know, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it was it was yeah. You know, some of the some of the the action scene, like the the cinematography and the and the choreography weren't as crisp as the original trilogy, but. It's still fun. It's putting it mildly, but yeah, I mean, that's not a critique. I have it for it, but that is accurate. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I love because I, you know, I, I like, I like Kung Fu movies and stuff. Oh yeah. So no. I like, I like, you know, it's, uh, I like that kind of stuff. And, and the so, first one was groundbreaking in the way in which it absolutely. Kind of it. Yeah. And sure. the way it was shot and the way the fights were. Yeah. All that absolutely. stuff was wonderful. Absolutely. And so, you know, this one's lacking in there. Uh, it's, it's, if you, if you like the kind of, if you like that kind of stuff, like I do, you will notice it. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily like, you mean notice the lack of it. Yeah, you will notice that it that it is not crisp and clean, and um, yeah, the the lack of the, of I, I guess the performances, the cinematography and choreography and whatnot in the first, and the choreography more so, um, you'll notice the lack of it. So, yeah. but I, I I don't I don't think it's something that's like, it's not like unwatchable. Oh, you have gosh. to understand that Keanu Reeves is like fifty something, Carrie Ann Moss is fifty something. See, now you have me thinking about the Merovingian scene, and he's sitting there shouting about how this movie shouldn't be made. Like, and we're even past that at that point. Did he say the movie? I, I thought he was saying like these, like these sequels all these days they never know originality. Like, dude, like, why are you even in this movie, man? Like, just go home. Go home. <laughs> I just thought it was funny seeing him in rags. <laughs> He's been through. Uh, anyway, are you, are you sympathizing with the Merovingian? No, I'm just saying that like that character should have like like was a cool character who survived multiple iterations of the Matrix. I think they could have used him in a far better way than just let him, like so many others in this movie, talk about why this movie shouldn't be made. Uh, anyway, but I, I guess the ultimate question is, did we need another Matrix? Um, so I'm no. giving this a three, and then I'll answer your question. Um, okay. I, I'm giving this a three. I, I what what it expanded upon with Matrix Lore, I thought was fantastic. I know that um, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of narratives that that people have like been able to kind of ascribe and kind of connect to in this movie that have been really powerful. I think that there is, I mean, I I, I found a lot of narratives in it myself that I, I found really powerful and um, you know on points. Uh, but I just can't help the fact that like this movie told me so many times how much it didn't want to exist. And I, I, I felt insulted as an audience, like as a, as somebody being here, like, like they're like, how dare you pay for this? Like, Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I care about this franchise. (laughs) Sorry. I care about this character. So I'm kind of interested to see the narrative that you would tell. Like I have to like sit in here and I'm have to apologize for the fact that I'm here for like the first third of the movie. And then, yeah, as you just reminded me, the Merovingian comes in, 
later on into like the second half of the film to remind you how much this movie shouldn't exist. And it's just like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Two and a half. I'm like, the more I think about that, it really just does bring down my enjoyment of the film. Ugh. Did there need to be another Matrix movie, uh, Bell, is a good question. I would actually argue yes. I would say that the um, the way in which the, the trilogy ended uh, felt uh, lackluster. And I think there was more to say in the, in the matrix, uh, in the matrix universe in the matrix world. Uh, and I think in many ways, this movie was able to do a little bit of that. And I think that better movies might've been able to do more. I think that with, um, some different hands on the franchise, perhaps we would have actually gotten something, uh, a little bit more fun, a little bit more exciting and a little bit more world building. And, um, you know, and, you know, I mean, like this was still thought provoking. I don't want to say that it wasn't, but yeah, I would have been curious to see what the prequels were all about. I was I was excited for the the concepts that we were that they were kind of playing with, around with there, and with the kind of the the earlier iterations of the Matrix. I think that's kind of a fun fun place to to play. I think that when you have people that like really love the franchise and they take it out of the hands of the people that created it, sometimes you can actually get good stuff. I point to the direction of the Mandalorian, for example. Um, I think that what you're seeing with a lot of kind of modern Star Wars, especially Disney plus Star Wars, you've got John Favreau, you've got, and then you've got um, Dave Filoni. These are two people that absolutely love the franchise and have really great stories to tell. And in many respects, some of them were even better than the creators had because the creators were a little tired of it. Here we got something that was a little George Lucas, a little late, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like little, little, little tired and that's fine. That's fine. It's your franchise. You can do what you want with it, but that doesn't make it good. And so I just, yeah. I, I would have preferred a Filoni or a or a um, a Favreau to take. Or I think I think the Matrix would benefit from if 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 this is to be a franchise. And I do think that actually it's an interesting world with interesting concepts and interesting stories to tell. I think it would be better with people that actually want to tell those stories, who have a lot of love and appreciation for them, than you know, somebody who felt forced to make this movie, which is what was felt in watching this movie. So. Yeah, that's my answer to the question of whether or not we need another Matrix movie. <laughs> like, was it needed? <laughs> there you go. Was Boba Fett needed? I don't know. Maybe we should talk about that next time, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't seen the third one or the third episode, so. Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably do Boba Fett all at once. I think probably the next episode that we'll be doing a TV talk will be our Cowboy Bebop live action. Was that needed? That's a question. I need to finish that. Like, it's it's been it's been hard. Um, it's been hard. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it. We'll talk about. It. If you, I'll put it this way: if you can't finish it, we'll talk about the fact that you couldn't finish it. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll finish it. We'll see. We'll see. You got until next week. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the motivation you need. Hey, let us know your thoughts on the Matrix um, Resurrections. I, no, I'm still maintaining my three. I was getting a little bitter there at the end, but like, I really, I it, there's a lot that I really enjoyed about this movie. It was a fun, fun enough time at the movies. You. When I don't think about it, it's a three. When I do think about it, it's a two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but tell us your thoughts. You can tweet at us at uh, TV Talk FM on Twitter. You can follow us. Uh, just uh, be sure to check out the website as well, TV Talk.fm. Uh, hey, we're doing the Minecraft Batcraft thing. Bell is getting like all businessy over here with his new business in Gotham City. I, yeah. I, I see you popping up, man. Yeah, well, you know, I, I I I had some time to actually build the farm that I wanted to build and uh, built my store, and and now I can sit in AFK. So like, if I can't 
actively do stuff in the game, I can passively do stuff in the game. Hey, man, I've been I've been my, I've been farming emeralds the entire time we've been recording. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Well, that's how I do it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if y'all want to check that out, you can check out the TV Talk uh, uh, YouTube channel for uh, some updates there. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.